welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my heavily mascarid, always covered in lady, roommate, and co-host, Alex Dandino. It's the nicest one intro yet. Wait till the show starts. All right. A little business before we get rolling here, guys. Uh, it's official. The Film Alchemist are on Patreon. So patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. You can join our community for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that gets you in. You can start doing some Zoom calls with us, Discord. Uh, a lot of fun stuff we're working on over there. As you reach higher tiers, you can begin to specifically select the movies you want us to talk about and have access to our patron-exclusive uh, library over there. It is the best way to help us out, guys. For those of you who do it, you mean the world to us. Thank you. We love For you. those of you who are about to, thank you as well. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show. Quick five-star sentence or two about why you like us. Helps us defeat the algorithmic overlords uh, in butterfly effect our way to the top of the charts. The rest of your well-being be damned. <laughs> uh, go to YouTube and like our channel, Film Alchemist. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media you're on. We're there, too. We're very easy to get a hold of. We love interacting with you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Enough of that business. Today, uh, another benefit of being a patron of our show, you get to vote and help us select the final movie of our monthly curations. This month, the pod travels in time. So we had Journeys with 12 Monkeys, Safety Not Guaranteed, Bill and the Excellent Ted. Today, our patrons selected in what I would say was the upset of all time. Truth. Butterfly Effect. We gave them a list Man. of movies they could have picked. I thought it would be Donnie Darko. I hope for a Time Cop. I was almost certain it was going to be Time Cop. Yeah, Time Cop I was pulling for, but the patrons selected the butterfly effect. Uh, out of nowhere, it just came on strong. At the end, we had a tie. The tiebreaker, it was exciting uh, stuff. Again, patreon.com slash pod. There, I got you again. Always business with me. Cold-hearted. I'm like, I've got Gordon Gecko here today because I just got out of the shower, so that's how I'm doing. Hey, you look great. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm actually stoked the patrons chose this one. I hadn't seen this since the movie theater. It's one of those films I'm not sure we would have gotten to if not uh, forced into it. And by sure. God, I am stoked. I thought this movie was fucking awesome because there's movies that go hard, right? They're like Eminem and Eight Miles. Uh, I only get one <laughs> shot and I'm not going to miss my chance to blow, right? They go the hardest. True. And then there's whatever the fuck the butterfly effect was doing, right? It's a level of hardness almost unparalleled in cinema. Uh, Alex... Opening thoughts on the butterfly effect. Man, what a, uh, I, I've, uh, I've actually, this is one of those movies that shows up on TV a lot that are just streaming that I'm like, Oh, you know, I haven't watched that one in a while. And I'll like, just watch it because I was, I'll skip through to my faves. You know, there's a lot of favorite yeah. scenes in the movie that this falls in that time period, like time capsule movie that I'm always attracted to. Yeah. So I'm like, I remember looking is, and dressing like this that. is yeah. like two. Yeah, this is 2004. <laughs> so there's a very specific look to everything. I also believe, sorry if my camera's shaking a little bit, I'm in the mountains. So I'm remote potting. Um, this is actually, I believe this was Ashton Kutcher's big breakout dramatic role. Yeah. To this point, it's, I believe it's, my understanding of this point, he was just Kelso at this point. He was right? Kelso, and he had done like a couple of like, like romantic comedies. That was like sort of his steez for a minute. This is a huge, and I remember seeing the trailer for it and be like, Ashton Kutcher, what the fuck is this movie about? I remember seeing the trailer and being absolutely shocked that that was what the movie was going to be. And then I watched it and I was like, holy shit, yeah, this movie. Um, <laughs> Well, what's great is what you just described is how I felt after the first 20 minutes. Yeah. I was well, like, what the fuck is this movie? About? It so rapidly. I, I do like that. This is the thing that it does really well. Like this movie makes me laugh inappropriately a lot of the time. Cause I'm just like, this is absolutely <laughs> absurd. Like there's levels of this that just are shocking to me. Um, but this thing that the movie does really well is there is this sort of in media res thing that they start the movie in that I like a lot. Like I like that they just sort of just, they don't explain much. They just throw us in the deep end and be like, 
catch up whenever you want. Oh, we don't care. I think to your point, it starts because, okay, it does one thing I hate, which is it starts with the end, right? If my plan worked, I've gone back to save her. It's like, this is something that you'll take umbrage with throughout the movie because it's, you realize, why are you just writing down lies out loud? <laughs> you clearly, no one on earth has had less interest in actually helping another human being out than Ashton Kutcher in this movie. Zero percent interested, right? Multiple yes. times he could have just taken the L. Taken one on the chin, taken his brain from his normal timeline, mm -hmm. and just made a better future for himself. He cannot allow himself to do that, right? Right. But yeah, the movie just jumps in, and it essentially assumes that everyone who would ever stumble upon this movie completely understands the gimmick of time travel right. in this film. Well, and this version actually, of time travel. Exactly right. And I think this is a very apt way to close time travel month, right? I agree. Because in a way, we picked three time travel movies where the the dangers of time travel the space-time continuum stuff do not exist and this movie makes it hyper important right this is essentially the dark uh like new metal version of about time where this one lineage of males somehow are able to completely unravel the entire universe yeah. as they see this fit. is like truly <laughs> like the like I, for those of you like we did about time back in February for those of you who listen to it like the about time thing is nearly consequence free time travel this one is like imagine every consequence you can think of and I mean that's exactly what the butterfly effect is supposed to be but like literally everything is horrifyingly changed in some fashion either to ashton kutcher himself or to the people surrounding him yeah and we don't even get past that like god only knows what other things he's fucking up yeah right? chevy chase could be no hosting idea. the tonight show for all i know it's shocking <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just but that i think that's fun though right because i think one of the things about time travel is i've always thought that consequence free time travel is is a a coward's way out right because you want the ability to go back and introspect and change and look right. at your past decisions without the fucking balls. Do, are you willing to risk everything, right. right, to gamble on that that one moment? Because I've always said this, right? I've told this story to everyone who knows me. I know the exact moment in time for me, right? There was a moment where we used to have dances, right? And at the sixth grade dance, somehow, the kid whose mom only bought him, I had like Dockers, Deep V pullover cardigan sweaters and turtlenecks. That's all I wore every day because that's the winter wardrobe I chose for myself. Right. And I was pot committed, as they say. So I just kept, you know, going with the look, right? And somehow I got the most attractive girl in sixth grade who was interested. She thought I was funny. And so we had school dances and I went, right? And you could either dance or go to the gym and shoot hoops with your socks on, right? You had to take your shoes off and you could shoot hoops and just try not to break your arm all night. I walked into the dance. I was ready. And out of nowhere, this fucking girl ambushes me, right? Cacao! And she goes, Josh, would you like to dance with me? And I stared deep in her eyes. And I'd always been a nerd, kind of the outcast kid. I stared deep in her eyes and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I left and I went and played basketball because I was a coward. coward. And I've always wondered, had I taken that dance, would it have sent me on this trajectory of like varsity blues griff? <laughs> That never existed. No. Nope. And what that would have been like, right? But would I give right. up my life now for that gamble? No. no. But I think that's the fun stakes, right? So Butterfly Effect is that game, except not about like a meet cute at a sixth grade dance, about every horrible thing that can happen. Because yeah. I'll tell you this, I started the movie and uh, my six-year-old son and my four-year-old son just wanted to watch the movie with me. And I was like, yeah, sure. Cuddle up, Oof. sit down. And then Eric Stoltz shows up, and I go, something immediately feels off. And then, God, no! <laughs> pot, scrambling for the remote. Oof, to kick, talk about to pot committed right there. Jeez. <laughs> All kinds of committed going on there. Yeah. Horrendous. And I just forgot. I forgot that Butterfly Effect, in no uncertain terms, goes the absolute hardest it can go in every fucking yeah. scene. Yeah. The movie is unrelenting in that fashion. There is absolutely nothing about what happens in that movie that is not this uh, overwhelming uh, sense of, God, just like, you're like, oh my God, everybody's life is tremendously awful. There's like no way, like, 
this this was always my thing like from the top of the movie my issue is always um ashton kutcher's character evan his life is fine like he he goes to college he lives his life everything's going okay like all he does is feel this like immense guilt so he goes and tries to like reconnect with um amy smart's character who's this uh girl kaylee that he loved when he was young and he it's interesting because like without time traveling, he almost immediately fucks up the present by like ruining this girl's life. Like just by bringing up horrible shit that happened to them. Well, before, before we start into this, right? So let's lay out what happened. Cause I think you bring up probably the best point in the movie that we just kind of brush over. Right. Is that Evan is always the least interesting character in every scene. Oh yeah. Right. And that's a baffling, uh, continuous problem of the movie. It's pretty impressive so given what happens is, right? to him. So Evan, in what is probably the biggest time travel issue of the movie, somehow Alpha Evan, right? The first Evan we ever see right. is already having these time jumps, right? We learn later that that's because he's jumping back into his own childlike body by reading a journal and then later through home movies, whatever. Right, right. His method of time travel is actually one of my favorite in films is traveling through yourself as the vessel, of, as the time machine, right? I think that's an amazing gimmick. Right. What I think is stupid is <laughs> why are we introduced to Alpha Evan with these moments of blackout? Why is he having the blackout before he's able to live through the traumas and then go back? You know what I mean? That's the time travel problem of the movie what, that doesn't make what sense. Do you, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, so, well, one, let's take the worst example, right? So he's drawing a picture, and his mom comes back, and he's standing there like young Mikey Myers who just watched his sister have 20 seconds of sex, right? Right. One, why is he standing there with the serial killer face like a knife if Evan's got the knife to go cut up the boom-boom stick? Right. Two, what comes first, Alpha Evan or time travel Evan? There had to be a time when Evan was going through life, and that was not happening to him. The fact that the first time we see well, Evan, he's already losing time shows us that this might be a more nefarious time lock, which is something else altogether. And I don't think this movie's trying to be that enormous in its vision, but that's a big fucking problem of the movie, right? Because a lot of the drama of what happens, right? So essentially in order what happens, right. uh, Eric Stoltz is a pedophile. Yeah. Who's making Robin Hood movies and God knows what else. Horror. They just let us know right away he is the worst movie. And the moment you kind of see Eric Stoltz, you're like, I feel unsafe. Something's wrong here. Right. When well, he's like, hey, sport, let's play Nerf It does balls. have one of my favorite visual cues in a movie, which is the, um, he like picks up a drink. Like you just yeah. see it like, it like the drink like comes in a frame to his lips. You're like, oh, got it. Thank you very much. Like, yeah. thank you, visual uh, metaphors. Uh, I need, I need yeah. no explanation what's about to happen. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Diddler uh, with that cue, right? Right. And so he's just a piece of shit. Through that, he traumatizes uh, Evan and Kaylee. And sitting on the stairs because he really wanted to watch was Tommy, who then gets mad at Evan for being a part of the abuse. Later, they blow up a mailbox uh, that it takes us almost the whole movie to find out blew up a mom and her baby which left their friend Lenny absolutely horrified as it should from watching the carnage of the film. Right. And then we uh, burn a dog and light it on fire. Right. Right. So right away you're like dead dog, pedophilia, sexual assault, and dead baby. So you're like butterfly effect is going yeah. just through the roof to make us uncomfortable. Like, immediately. The issue is, though, is that every one of those scenes – Evan is the least traumatized because through his own time traveling, somehow he's not present for the drama. I think that's a narratively bad choice. Right. I, I mean, so whenever he travels back, he's not helping himself. He's fucking everyone else who had to live through that. Yeah, I think that's a very. All right. That makes sense to me. Now I get what you're saying. It was it's an odd choice that it's weird. Like the childhood thing is, it's a strange thing that the childhood, like Evan seems demonstrably. Okay. Everyone else is fucked up, but it's because he's blacking out and trying. Right. Like 
Evan, it feels like a bad writer thing that they're yeah. trying to out clever the sci-fi and they need an excuse for journaling. Right. Well, like, like why he's such an avid journaler. Well, like, Al- Alpha Evans whole shtick is that like the blackouts, like that's him coming back from the pre- pe- coming back from the future to change something. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like every single time he does this, like what throughout his childhood, throughout Alpha Evans childhood, for instance, it seems like nothing bad occurs to him. Like because he's blacking out, yeah. it's as if he does not have any. There's like no consequences because he blacks out. Yeah, because they know. kind of hint at that he knows what happened, but he always gets to stay away, right? Like, oh, not me. And my theory is, who would most want to go back in time and fix things more than the people who actually suffered them, right? The biggest consequence of Evan's life that we see, right? And not that these bad things didn't happen to him in the basement and because, you know, of the firecracker and whatever. It's not a firecracker. It's fucking dynamite. Yeah. It's like oh, God, full the hand dynamite. of the baby's hand grabbing the decorative mailbox. I was like, oh. It, it legitimately made me nauseous. It's still, it always well, Yeah, because the first time I saw the decorative mailbox, I'm like, yeah, I know those kind of people. They're begging for their mailbox to be destroyed. Uh, So I was like, what's the big deal? And then when they show you that shot, you're like weeping out loud. It was just a mailbox. No, uh, but essentially Evan's biggest consequence, right? He loses his dog, which he knows after the fact. But his mom is pretty fucking sure that Evan killed a baby and a mom. And she goes, yep, time to move. Yeah. And then he just gets to go off to fucking state. It's this consequence. It's this consequence-free existence because of. I don't know. It's weird. It's like throughout Alpha Evans' childhood, it's this consequence-free existence. It's only when he starts trying to change things do you realize, like perhaps that maybe that's part of it is Evans' consequences come back to haunt him tenfold as he's trying to change things. Like because he had consequence-free life, then maybe that's the case. Well, maybe yeah, it's, one of the maybe it's the maybe it's the existence movie, right? catching up with them. I mean, yeah, perhaps one of the things I, I love about this movie, right, is I love the theme of. Because the time travel in this, again, is very intrapersonal, right? Right. So it's used as. What is the value of going back? Right. Maybe our maybe. Evans is an extreme case of maybe well, most of us want to forget. Maybe we need to forget horrible things that happen to us. Right. right? And again, Evan and his group of friends suffer an enormous amount of horrible things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are victims of various problems in the film, right? I'm just saying Evan doesn't take the brunt of it. I think if Evan had taken the brunt of it the way the movie thinks he had, it would be far more compelling, right? Because you could say that all the other three kids have it so much fucking worse than Evan. Oh, absolutely. So why are we traveling through him, right? It's <laughs> it's kind of a weird lensing issue, Cause like even his roommate, right? You're like, when he, we see Thumper, you're like, well, yeah. Now I'm out on Evan. I just want to know why is that the way this is happening. <laughs> I just want to follow Thumper around for the whole movie. Well, this is Evan okay. is always the least interesting. Well, it's interesting you bring this up because actually I think Thumper's the sort of weird. So Thumper's always been this really strange character. Like Ethan Suppley's an amazing actor, but like God, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. He's always good in literally everything he does. This is the thing that I've always been curious about, though, is Thumper. Everybody has seismic shifts when the thing when w- the worlds change. When Evan rewrites history, there's seismic shifts. Thumper is the only character in the movie who literally never changes. He is the same person throughout the entirety of the movie, and I've always found that fascinating. And I've been trying to figure out why. On this viewing, I'm wondering if he actually is sort of this almost like a Clarence, like he's watching all this go down. You think he's a time Lord? Kind of. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He's literally the same. How is he the only person who hasn't, he's the only person that doesn't change dramatically. And he's also, he he might be a side character, but like, he's like, he still is affected. No less. I would say, well, there's the one where he's like, everything's backwards and they just switch halves of the room, but they're the same. Right. I thought it'd been cool if Ashton Kutcher was the one who was all fucking hot topic out. Right. But it's just Thumper fucking in his bed. Like, Thumper's just always fucking beating cheeks in every scene. <laughs> He's just way more interesting than everyone else in the film. And I was like, he why is. is that not the movie? What I think 
that's trying to tell us, right, is I think what you see from Thumper in the bar scene, right, when the guys are making fun of him and mocking him, because to us, and especially us, the audience at that time, the way Thumper dressed, we knew that person. Every town had a, a, that person or Everybody. a couple of those kids at every school. Yep, absolutely. And they were subject to ridicule because they were different and, you know, makeup. And it, that was way more taboo back then, especially where I lived in Indiana, right? Totally, yeah. And, you know, just because of who they were. So I think maybe what the movie is just asserting is that Thumper made that choice and is the most sure of who he is. That right. Is he's the most possible. locked into who he is and he's being exactly who he wants to be. Right. Whereas Evan is clearly spending the whole movie trying to be not super tall, handsome, smart college guy whose mom is happy. And I was like, what? It's not what? even that. Like Evan literally spends the entire movie. Not he still wants to be him. Like this is sort of the crazy thing about and like um, his father, when he goes and visits his father during one, we find out what happened during that blackout. When he goes to visit his father, like his father sort of explains, like, you've got to stop this. Like everyone around you will get hurt because you're trying to like, like you can't fix whatever this is. Like that is life. And I think that's, we can get more into that later, but like, to me, Evan's never trying to change his circumstances. He always thinks he's doing this. There's this like false altruism to his character. He always thinks he's doing oh, the he's right the thing. worst. Like he always thinks he's like doing the noble thing by like, standing up to standing up to daddy diddler or like, you know, running in and saving the baby. Like it's his, like, that might be the only noble thing he did. And yet when he, like when the consequences are so dire for him, like that's like the thing that always is the thing that pissed me off. So the scene, the, 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 the scenario, the sequence in which he saves the mother and the baby, um, he like his arms and legs get blown off and amputated. So he wakes up as a quadriplegic and everyone else around him is great. Like everyone else around him, all three of the other, kids all three of the other ones awesome. are just having like the best life. Yeah. Like they're living a decent life. And like, not only that, um, Lenny who's played by, um, Eldon Henson and Kaylee are like, they're together. Like everyone else's life is There's wonderful. a lot of people that like to fuck in Evan's presence. Yeah. Maybe this is part of his neurosis. That's probably part of it. I had a college roommate that would always fuck when I was in the room mm -hmm. and like I'd come home from class and he used he like had fucking tacked these like fleece blankets around his loft and he would pull the blanket back and I'd be like looking into his eyes while he was on top of a lady and he'd be like, hey, man, how was your day? And I'd be like, great, man. Close your fucking blanket. And he'd go <laughs> right on, man. And he would close it, and they just get back to fucking. <laughs> that's much nicer. That's much nicer than my college room. My my, my freshman year college roommate <laughs> left the door unlocked constantly. You're the while best, was, Mikey. You're the best. Constantly <laughs> left the door open while he was masturbating, and I finally at one point I walked in. I was like, dude, just lock the door, man, and write on our little whiteboard because in the dorms in Indiana we all had little whiteboards saying what we were doing. I'm like, dude, just write I'm masturbating. I'll come back later. I don't give a shit. <laughs> And That's some code word. And he was like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I have to go. And I'm like, all right, cool. Funny story. That guy's now a priest. Butterfly effect. Anyways. Um, or preacher. I don't know. He's super Good Catholic. Lord. Remind know, he, me not to travel in your time. He's super, no, but, he, he's super Catholic. But either way. Right, like, but, but wait, let's talk about this for a sec. Because you brought up something I think is really interesting, right? Masturbating roommates. <laughs> I'm always down for that conversation. Uh, so when he goes and confronts his dad, right? And his dad. He's like, you can't play God. You have to stop this. And he goes, I'll come back and see you when I fixed everything, you old puss. <laughs> and you're like, best. what? You're like, no wonder he fucking <laughs> wanted to strangle his ass. He's like, look at this little devil I created. Yeah. But here's the problem, right? There there are constant moments of this in the film. So essentially, the, the, the start of Act 2, right, is Evan realizes by reading these journals in the weirdest foreplay ever, this girl's like, read me your journals. And read he's like, your journals, Evan. Yeah, I'm Weird. cold in a basement. The neighbor man's making me take it's my clothes so off. Awkward. And she goes, yeah, keep reading. And you're like, what? Why are you getting and hot so by this? That, you problem, he lady. is able to travel through his own time, blah, blah, blah. So then he knows what fucking happened because he went back. Apparently, he, and this is, if I'm remembering correctly, it feels like he now has seen what happened, right, with the videotape. Yes. He decides he'll go back and fucking play coy with Amy Smart, who is a waitress who we see getting groped 
and her boss is belittling her. She just did a whole shift. She's having a rough she, life. She sees him and is legitimately happy. Like, Evan, tell me everything. She's so happy. And he goes, hey, can you maybe say out loud what I just watched in a fucking time travel? Like, why does he do that? And then she st- he starts, like, high-horsing her, right? Like, well, it's not our fault. It's your dad's fault, blah, blah, blah. That leads her to go home and be depressed, and she takes her own life, right? Yes. This leads Evan to the guilt. And I think this turn, right? Evan, I don't think Evan is as much harboring the guilt for what he did, pushing this poor woman over the edge. Right? He never did come back to her. He does the performative, oh, I'll throw the letter. I come back for you on your grave. Yeah, maybe you should have tried that like 10 years ago when you're at state. You know what I mean? Doing journaling foreplay or whatever. Right. But I think what it is is instead of, because that's the weird thing, right? Our first time travel is back to a frat Evan. He is enjoying the fucking. He fucks this girl. He fucks this dead girl. He rewrites all of history, and he's fucking this girl who's now back. And it's strange because you look at it, and she seems happy. But what you get is, oh, my God. Evan is doing this just for him. Yes. He wants to be in that bed. Yeah, He there doesn't is... care as much that she's in that bed. No, and I think that's that's the big, like, misconceit of the movie is, like, they spend an inordinate amount of time trying to, like, make Evan seem not totally fucking selfish with this essentially godlike power he wields over See, I us. don't think they are. I think Evan is lying to himself, but I think the movie's pretty upfront with all of us that he's a sack of shit. I mean, I think that the, <laughs> I mean, it depends on, I mean, I guess it just depends on the viewer. Like, you and I are people who watch these movies constantly like, with the idea that, like, who's a scumbag in this movie? Like, I constantly have that conversation with myself especially when we watch these kinds of movies but like i know they're trying to like because you can't watch a whole movie of someone doing this and be like i'm gonna like you can't like you'd stop halfway through so they're trying very hard to make it seem like evan is in some way sympathetic to everyone's plight but really what this is is just this is like it's it's prometheus like it's all it is like it's literally a man handed the gift of fire or stealing the gift of fire from the gods yeah, but what it should have been, if they made this movie now, this would have been Amy Smart's movie, right? She is the one who suffered. How much are you willing to go back and make your own life better at the expense of others, right? right? That's what this movie should have been about. Instead, what is what it is is white guy who has it awesome, <laughs> right? Goes back and tries to make it more awesome, at the expense of everyone. When he goes back, right? There are sometimes he goes back and you were, I was gobsmacked, right? So he goes back and I was like, yes, coming back and having to wear frat clothes and talk to frat men, right? Especially the ones in the movie when he's doing like the pledges. I was like, right. that's a shitty life. Like I would be sad about that. And then when you see uh, this timeline's Evan emerging through when he's like, what'd you say to me, pledge? Do the Greek alphabet, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, whoa, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I think the movie was trying to build in, right? Because as an audience member, you're going, here's an idea. Uh, quit the fucking frat. Yeah. And go say, Thumper, I'm sorry for being such a dickweed. Right. Can I be your friend now and start a better life in the future? Be a better person. Better That's off. the thing is like he's handed these consequences over and over again, and he right. never tries to improve what's going on in his life. No, and that's the thing. By going back and saving Amy Smart, because he's bringing his own personal shit into it more than protecting her, he is the one who directs Eric Stoltz's abuse mm-hmm. on to Tommy. So he makes Tommy even worse, right? And it all culminates in Tommy attacking him, and there's a fight, and he goes too far and cracks his head open. Right. Again, he had won the fight. He had won the fight with the bear mace. Yeah. You know, it was over. He was hitting him. It was over. He took the bat. This is a man who constantly is living at his own behest, right? This is all about his immediate. This is what's that famous experiment? The fucking donut experiment, right? Yep. One old donut now or two fresh ones in 15 minutes. Evan's like, not only now, but I'm going to steal yours and yours. I'm going to have all the stale donuts right now. And then I'm going to go back in time and re-eat your stale donut. (laughs) You know? And maybe you'll be dead, but who cares? That's how Evan is, right? He is an absolute sack of shit in this film. Yes. Um, 
You want to know the real scene where I was like, this is the shittiest thing that Evan's done in the whole movie. Because the one where he goes back and he's quadriplegic, right? Right. That's the one where everyone is truly the best off, right? Everyone's the one You could say Tommy was so messed up. Lenny might have still been not great, whatever. Right. Uh, when he goes back and he's quadriplegic, everyone has a chance at a really good life. Right. Evan is disabled now. He's quadriplegic, right? But you're mm -hmm. like, he has his mind intact. Evan could make something of himself. Instead, he tries to drown himself, right? And he's, yep. he's in loathing, right? Or self-loathing. He goes to his mom's hospital. His mom has cancer now, mm -hmm. which he predicts out of nowhere. He never said no one ever confirms this, but he goes, you got cancer or you started smoking after I got hurt. And it's like, what? And he goes, don't worry, I'll fix this with like a childlike glee. He uses his mom's cancer as the excuse to destroy this utopia that he now finds yes. himself in. Right. So he wants desperately to change this, but knows that he even he would have a hard time justifying this. Right. Even as he's rolling out of his mother's room, she's going, no, 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 because she saw this with the father. Right. We're mm -hmm. led to believe she knows she it. knows it all. Yeah. She's saying, do not use me as a fucking excuse to destroy this timeline. Right. And Everyone else is does it with glee. He makes his friend Lenny, who he's seen in an asylum as a murderer, all of this shit. Okay. Hold the book for me. I'm going back. It's I could I remember I did not remember. I remembered him as the lovesick man chasing a woman through time. Yeah. I did not remember how fucking absolute of a dirt ball. Evan is in this movie. I it's mean, it's stunning. It's stunningly selfish. Like, and I think that's, but that's what I like about the, that's what I like about the confrontation with his father is his father literally is like, do you have any idea how selfish, like paraphrase the whole conversation? Do you have any idea how selfish you're, what you're doing is like, it's shockingly bad. I learned this the hard way and you should too. And then, yeah, he's literally like, fuck you pussy. I'll do whatever I want. Like it's, it is just like, it's pretty shocking when you really watch this in the totality of it and be like, wow, this guy continuously goes back, like trying to write, like trying to write the wrong so that everyone can be happy. And yes, the one but he has to be the most, but happy. he has to be the exactly. He has That's to be different. He has to be part of this nucleus of happiness. where like, oh, everything's going great. Like he, he could not stand watching Lenny kiss a girl that he drove to suicide in his Alpha Evan yeah, timeline. It's, he it's, cared so little, he only showed up to force her into the grave. And he's who, like, but you can't. Which timeline her. is she a hooker in? That is when, that's after the quadriplegic, I believe. Yeah. And I don't remember why. Oh, that's. Oh, wait, no, because um, it was when, it was when he blacked out with the dog. And oh, when Lenny kills her brother. Lenny kills her brother. That little the the brother smacks her across the face with a two by four and like breaks her face. Mm -hmm. And then she's got that scar when she's old. Well, that one's also the worst because not only is she the hooker, right? Which we'll yeah. get to that scene in a moment. When he goes and sees Lenny, so he's oh. getting brain scans and he is so flippant in that fucking chair that he no longer needs. Right? He's like, I'm so glad to not need this again. He's doing like Tony Hawk tricks in the wheelchair and just flippant like, thanks, Doc. I'm out of here. Yeah. Steals a key card to just go fucking mock Lenny in the cell. And Lenny goes, you knew you should be where I am. And he goes, yep. And walks the fuck out. That's it. Just walks like, away. Piece of shit. And then, yeah. So when she's a hooker, he it's almost as if his kink is telling Amy Smart that she could have been more telling Amy Smart how much better her <laughs> life was in every other scenario. <laughs> I mean, every scene he just shows up and he's like. You could have been something. I'm out of here to time right, travel. I'm going to go jerk it. <laughs> yeah. Have another refill on Diet Coke. It's on me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He's such a bitch. I, I fucking hated Evan. Uh, one of the funniest timeline ones was Evan goes to jail. Oh, so my God. So I was like, God. not only is Evan the most entitled white guy in a movie, but he's the only white guy that can't get the self-defense. Yeah. Come like, on. he really? fucking attacked a mental institution escapee who attacked him with a bat defended himself and he went to jail all right fine i'll play your game 
Uh, so then he has a cellmate who's doing brownface, Carlos, I believe, right? Because that is the actor that plays the Blob in Wolverine. It is. Right? It's a uh, I can't. I can never remember his name, but he is a wonderful actor. But yes, he's definitely doing brownface. And I feel like in 2004 we little unfortunate done than this, not right? great. Yeah, this wasn't like in. There's no Wayne's need to era. pull a soul, man. <laughs> yeah, that was uh rough, right? Tricks this poor religious man trying to turn his life around into you know getting consecutive life sentences, whatever. But uh, I love when he just goes in the cell and he's like, hey, man, uh, racism, racism, racism. Can I suck your dick? Because <laughs> it comes out of nowhere when he's like, I've got a plan. I had journal pages, right? All he has to do is sit in the room and read the journal, right? He already stigmated. Yeah. Right. And he's like, hey, teacher. Ah! Why did he also I never figured out why he drew that corn album cover in kindergarten. <laughs> Neither here nor there, right? Uh, <laughs> it was like God the life. Where the wild things, yeah. That's I don't know, maybe that's what he did when he was time traveling. But just crushing. Why corn. did he have to go in and do the fucking blowjob and dick stab to read that journal? Like, just go anywhere. Start again. It was one of the. It's one of the. This is. Uh, <laughs> it's my least favorite. Like, it's my least favorite scenario because, like, it's one of those things where. You watch it and you're funny. like, what's that? I think that one's funny. And it's, oh, no, I think Evan it's, suffers a bit. I think it's hilarious. But like, it's also one of those scenes in a movie where you're like, wow, literally no one who wrote this has ever seen or been to a prison. Not once. <laughs> like the research that about the college dorm room. I was like, well, that too. Like, like when he wakes up as elaborate. a fraternity brother, I was like, who the fuck, what the fuck fraternity house is this? Like fraternity yeah. houses are disgusting. But then, um, the, the 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 jail thing i was like it's like someone wikipedia san quentin and they're like oh yeah plus i watched that metallica music video so i know everything and like that was the scene and again i don't have a problem with that like that's just it made it that much more that entertaining and hilarious funny. i thought that was great it was very but funny. that's another one where his mom is really happy in that timeline oh she's his she's mom living, is happy everybody remarried. else lives a best life well no that one tommy's dead and lenny's probably still messed up yeah but his mom and the woman he loves are doing really well. Just fucking serve your time and wait on the self-defense. Live your life, dude. You know, you might lose the woman again that you don't care about at all. Yeah. It's fine. You clearly have, like, flippant ideas about how important she is to you. Yeah, I thought that that's the one I thought was pretty interesting, right? Because I, I, I think that's Well, the it's problem, also right? the longest scenario. Oh, yeah, really It's long. the longest sequence by far. Well, because after that, we just start leaping, right? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. We just start but, quantum leaping our way through this. Yeah, and I think the biggest problem with the movie, it's kind of funny now that we've talked about it. It's very poetic that Evan finishes the film by telling Amy Smart she's ugly and he hates her. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think that's what he says. You're ugly. I'll kill your family. Get out of here. your throat. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, it, so she'll go live with her mom... And everyone's better off, right? Yeah. I think that is the dumbest ending. <laughs> because what the movie's essentially saying the entire time is, you cannot, by using this power, go back and change everyone's life for the better. Right. That every time, this is a wish fulfillment horror, right? More than it's even a time travel. Totally. Film. This is a be careful what you wish for horror film. Right? It's like a monkey paw movie. That's what the whole movie's telling us. Every time you go back to try to get something for yourself, something bad happens. And I think there is a a silliness to the logic that sending her away is him actually losing something. Because <laughs> he just seems to do that in every scenario. Right. Uh, he sends her away and everyone legitimately gets better. So the movie is telling us the exact opposite of what it spent the entire movie warning us about right. is that you truly can go back in time and make everything better. Right. And we are led to believe that Evan is going to stop doing this because he burned journals in one reel of uh, film. What happens when his mom passes away and he's cleaning out her house? You don't think he's going to find some. I would go beyond that. To what, go back? What's going to happen when he starts journaling again? You know, he's yeah. going to. Oh, for sure he's journaling and he's going to... He's going to journal. So the theatrical ending of this movie yeah. is this, like, the thing where they, like, the non-meet cute where they, like, see each other in the uh, walking past. 
There's no way he doesn't go home journal about that and be like, oh, I should have done something different. And then he like goes back and like talks to her and shit and ruins, I don't know, like New York City. Something. Yeah. Like it's so I don't know if you know this. There are actually like four alternate endings to this movie. <laughs> I didn't know that. So there's the there's the movie, there's the theatrical ending, which is the version we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. There's um the happy ending alternate ending which shows kaylee and evan stopping on the sidewalk while they cross paths they introduce themselves and evan asks her out for coffee to ruin her life again yeah so at the end of their first date he's gonna go not for me five and And then there uh there's an open-ended alternate ending uh similar to the one where evan and kaylee pass each other on the sidewalk and keep walking except this time evan after hesitating turns and follows kaylee so okay then there is the I direct. I think by the end we desperately just all want this poor woman to be left alone. Absolutely, we're all like, I please leave her alone. Get the fuck away dude. from this poor lady. Then there is the director's cut ending, and I don't know if you've ever heard about this. I remember I watched it. I found it on YouTube, and it's hilarious. Really? Oh, I didn't even know they shot. Okay, so it's available on YouTube. Um, the director's cut ending is Evan realizes he is pretty much the worst person ever. And will demonstrably ruin anybody in his life. Um, So what he decides to do is he finds a video or a reel of some kind to transport himself back to the day of his birth. So he wakes up inside his mother um, about to be born and strangles himself to death with with his umbilical cord. Yeah, this probably would have won an Oscar. I, I actually, I'm that's like way better. That move, that ending might be the like that's the so ending like we've the all been asking for. Video, yeah, because you're like, how is he journaling in the womb? <laughs> it's this <laughs> in utero journaling. I didn't know. I'm sure there are some moms trying to figure that out now. But uh, yeah, I think that's bet. I mean, here's the thing, right? I actually thought because the movie's like almost an hour fifty, almost two hours, right? Yeah, I thought the movie was ending. When Evan woke up in the psych ward. Same. Right? And they go, there are no fucking journals. There are no movies. This is an elaborate delusion yep. that you've created to deal with the traumas of your childhood, right? Because right. you were a victim of sexual assault, this and that. I thought that was fucking brilliant because it explains away all the time paradox yeah. shit. It, it's perfect. And it then it leaves well. us the audience. We can believe right either way right i don't know i'm sure that tested so poorly that they did you know whatever the fuck that ending was give me that umbilical cord ending it's the only logical way like it's a it, weird thing to say i want a you know fucking static x music video to have a happy ending <laughs> like that's a weird ask for the audience i think this should end on a somber i think this should end on a, about the powers of playing god I agree. I actually think it would I hit. I always assumed it would end in the psych, like, cause the way the movie obviously begins with the ending, the ending in the psych ward makes the most sense because it is, it is the ultimate consequence. Like that is the ultimate consequence. Is like, you believe you can, you believe that you can play God. And while you might like, it's the, it's what we talked about with uh, 12 monkeys, the Cassandra complex. You're the only person who, who understands you can actually have the power to have world changing powers, but nobody cares. Nobody believes you. Nobody wants to believe you because all it will do is cause destruction and mayhem. Well, also that one too. You're like, this is another example of things are fine for you, Evan. Just act Just like a normal, decent human being. Yeah. And they'll probably let you out if you, just are like, yeah, hey, I'm quit. good, man. I had a rough phase. Like, I feel quit better. Quit bothering everyone and just go back to college afterwards. Yeah. Like, God damn. I mean, I guess I don't know how institutionalism works, right? How this... Like, maybe he's trapped, but his mom's still around, so she could be like, hey, man, he feels better. Yeah. Like, this isn't like Rob Zombie's Halloween where Michael Myers is stabbing nurses. Like, just calm the fuck down. Stop talking about journals all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's that. That's my takeaway from the movie, though. I love the – and I thought that would be a very succinct ending because I like the idea in this. It is time travel in the loosest manner. Right. Right. And what it is, is I love when Amy Smart just goes in on him. Right. Oh, yeah. What fucking right do you have to come back here and just stir up my shit, man? Absolutely. I'm struggling to get through the day. She's the audience. 
We're all yeah, like, what are you uh, doing for here? For sure, but that's why it should have been her movie. Agreed. Not to harp on that. But again, I thought that watching it, right? It was just having one of those days where you're like, even if you don't have a great trauma, some days you're just like, you know what? Just getting through my basic day is a fucking struggle today. And it's hard, man. And for someone to just show up and be like, hey, I want to ask you about the worst moment of your life, right? We all have one, right? We can think back to our one moment. That's our worst moment. Be like, hey, can we just talk about that right now? You're like, bitch, I just did overtime. Get the fuck out of here. And I, I love that notion, right? Is that it's this man who seemingly has a good life, who is unsatisfied with that. And he's willing to go back and fuck up everyone else's shit. And I thought that was the mixture of introspection and lack of awareness of Evan. I actually thought made for really fertile drama. And I don't, I don't think the movie is super lying to itself about Evan being a heroic figure. So for me, almost the whole movie works exceptionally well. Except the ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's less about the consequences of time travel. Like, I think that the butterfly effect is a great title for a movie. It It does such a good job, though, of avoiding, like, Oh boy, it's bad to go back in the back in the past. Like it it does it does that, but to the effect of you didn't ruin the world. You're just ruining people who you love's lives. Like mm -hmm. the like you're ruining your world. The selfishness required to do what he's doing is acutely intense, and I think that it's like it's a really fascinating movie when you look at it as like this is someone who's like repeatedly not learning consequences. So instead, right. well, that's that's the thing, though, right? Think about most of the famous time machines, right? And the, the travelers that use them. A vast majority of them are just a guy. Yeah. Right. Most like of Dr. them are people who, who like Tardis accidentally end up doing the doctor. Sorry. Sorry, Hoovians. Some people get mad about that. You know, Marty going back by himself. So a lot of these iconic time travel issues. Terminator comes back by himself. Mm -hmm. So the whole concept of time travel, and I think this is one of those things we didn't get to in the entire month. I'm glad this was the final. When you go back by yourself, right, you may say you're doing it for the world. You're doing it for yourself, right? It's a very selfish, and it's visually right there on the screen right. for the most part. It's this, like, even Bill and Ted, they're going back for only Bill and Ted, right? True. So, Other than it, being the truest altruist of all time. Yes. Well, that's a lie. But, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, I mean, but that's it's it's a visually inherent narrative structure, right? You are going back to change things. Oh, I'll save the world. You're saving yourself. And this movie is one of the most direct examples of that. Is that while Evan is changing a lot of things, it's always at his bidding, his wishes, right? He is the one who has to come out ahead. And I thought that was a really interesting place, right? I think the very flawed, selfish, shitty time traveler is the most interesting time traveler. Because I think they all are. We just hide them behind this world-saving cape, right? We wrap them up and make them heroic. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, the selfish time traveler is by far the most interesting one. Because their reasons usually supersede whatever world-ending cataclysm could... Like, I don't know if you've ever. Let me it. ask you this. I'll put you on the spot. Who is the only non-selfish time traveler in your mind? None. Marty McFly. Because he didn't mean to travel in time when he got in the DeLorean. The Iranians just started shooting at him, and he's like, ah! And that was it. In part two and three, he's selfish. But in part one, he just accidentally gets shot back in time. I mean... I don't know if there's any other time traveler that's not going back to. But he does all these. Thi but yeah, whatever. Either way, it's it, <laughs> to me the selfish time traveler is the one that works because that's the story that we can. That's the story that we can relate to the most. Like bigger time travel movies, like movies where there are world-ending consequences. Like I think about, um, like Live Die Repeat. Yes, I understand that the real title is Edge of Tomorrow. I don't give a shit. Like Live, die, repeat. Uh, it seems this Tomorrow War thing has another thing, the one that just came out on Amazon, um, which apparently is quite good. I don't know. But either way, like <laughs> large scale events that seem to have a consequence to time travel in some way, like 
those people still are not though like storytelling wise those aren't nearly as interesting as these people are deemed essentially selfish for their time travel exploits simply because Mm -hmm. it's their personal it's not about personal gain not about world yeah world saving consequences yeah, and, and this is my contention to you. I think they're all selfish pricks. We just hide them in different things. In Planet sure. of the Apes, right, he might go back through an accident, but that's a movie where humans are punished for pushing the boundaries of science, right? So a lot of it's that kind of stuff, right? I think the time machine falls into that. A lot of it is that kind of stuff, right? Punished for going too far or, you know, oh, I want to go back and save us before the end of the world, but mostly it's because I want to get a girl or, you know, I want to have a fucking in and out again, whatever the stakes may be. Selfish. <laughs> right. Selfish, right? This movie doesn't hide from that, and I'll always give it high marks. Again, I think the ending is pretty weak for a movie that went so hard, and I'm just mad we never – like, they made sequels to this movie, two of them if I'm not mistaken. Why were they not just all Thumper? Thumper is one of those, like, tell he's you. a character who came into my life. I didn't know I needed him, but once I saw him, I pined for him, and I never got enough Thumper, and I never will, and it makes me fucking pissed. I'm sad. Unfortunately. Stupid fucking shitty Evan has to usurp all the eyeballs for himself because he has cheekbones and shit. Fuck Evan. No, I'm just <laughs> all right, any other thoughts? Thank you for enjoying Time Travel Month with us. We watched Thank probably you. some movies that maybe you did not expect us to watch, but that's because there's always more months down in the future with the film Alchemist. I love Time Travel Month. That's it! Yeah. For Time Travel Month, that's it! For the butterfly effect, thank you, thank you, thank you to our uh, patrons for voting and giving us a chance to talk about this awesome film. Uh I don't know if it sounded like I was mad about the film. I actually really had a blast watching this with my wife. It was, it was a good. really fun movie. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Again, if you want to join our community and get your votes in, start picking movies for us to talk about for you. That's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Like our YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Find us on all the social media you're on. We appreciate all you guys do for us. Thank you so much. We are trying to work hard to make sure that we're earning your time and dollars. So stay with us, guys. Lots of awesome stuff coming up next month. The pod gets real. Uh, Thanks to our friend, Heath Benfield, uh, from Patreon and from Real Life. I've loved Heath for a long time. Uh, We are doing documentaries next month, so stay tuned for that. Until then, for the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. 